good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome to another edition of the Saturday. Um, it's not even Saturday. Welcome to another edition of the Sunday Rise with the Sideline Junkies. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy, KG, losing all my little bit of sense. And can't remember what day it is and what show it is because everything's running together these days. You gotta love the holidays. You gotta love the holidays. Ah oh, man. Week 13 in the NFL. Uh sideline junkies doing the damn thing. Uh at the I'll say Wednesday, once everything's final and uh all the dust is settled, we'll post the records through 13 weeks of the sideline junkies right now i can tell you off the top of my head that junie is running the damn show he ran away early and has not looked back he i think he ran away in like week three and he didn't have you know a five to seven game lead the whole season a couple weeks junie only lost one game so, you know, we kind of chasing Junie right now. Uh, this is has to be in, in the three seasons we've done. This has to be his best season because normally we're chasing BJ around this time. So, and joining us now, speak of the devil, the man that signs all the checks, make sure we get paid and keep this operation running. The boss, BJ. Good morning, good morning. What's going on, big guy? How you feeling, man? I'm feeling good, man. You know, I'm trying to keep it together because I don't have uh half the sense that I should have on this Sunday morning because I can't even remember if it's Sunday or Saturday. Oh, it'd be like that sometime, man. Yeah. Indeed. It is what it is. That's that old that's that old brain trying to manage things. Yeah, you know, most people got a supercomputer. I got uh two hamsters on a wheel, and if they don't turn the same way, I'm just lost. You got two hamsters on the wheel and some of the teeth are missing on the wheel. <laughs> i'll take that because that's about right i mean i woke up at 7 15 this morning i'm sorry i woke up at 7 55 this morning jumped up and said, oh man i'm late for work then i thought about it, i said it's sunday i don't work on sundays hey yeah 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 you definitely need after this you need to enjoy the rest of the day and kind of get that that brain together man hey man i'm right i'm right with you so i can't talk i can't talk too much so, <laughs> But now we we got something to talk about, and I I I, I kind of sort of changed my opinion on this topic. But Antonio Brown suspended three games for getting a fake COVID nineteen vaccination card, and he was outed by his former chef, whom alleges that he owes him ten thousand dollars. <laughs> A lot of people were up in arms, myself included. How is it that Antonio Brown got suspended for three games? Aaron Rodgers just got a fine. You know, pretty much slap on the wrist and that was it. But I'm going to say this and then I'm going to pass it off to you. Here's the difference. And I had to do a little digging, do a little reading, do a little research. Here's the difference. Aaron Rodgers spoke to the media. Is what they, this is what's being said. Aaron Rodgers spoke to the media and he gave a vague response. Antonio Brown, yeah, I'm, I'm vaccinated. I got a card right here. So basically, Antonio Brown is has committed a federal crime, is what they're saying. And that's why it's more severe. And I'm like, okay, but still, 
even if he did commit a federal crime, let the, let the feds come bye, after him. Let, let, let the feds do their job. And NFL, you just go ahead and levy the fine and let that man play. Now, Bruce Arians, uh, he says about Mike Edwards, who's the other Tampa Bay player, it, uh, it pisses him off. And the thing is, Bruce Arians has always been big about this COVID protocol and keeping everybody safe. And I'll say it. I said it once. I'll say it again. Bruce Arians is the type of coach that you can work with. He's the type of coach that you can play for. You know, being on his staff has to be a joy because he expects the same out of himself as he expects out of you. And to piss that man off, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not feeling that he's pissed off, you know, but everybody's up in arms about the suspension. Um, BJ, what, what, what's your what's your thoughts? Um, I'm still kind of up in arms. I mean, a lie is a lie, right? So why is one lie looked? Yeah, why is one lie looked at as, oh, it's okay because he just said it's his media, versus another. I mean, just either way, you're still putting lives at risk, right? You still, you know, I mean, before the whole Aaron Rodgers nonsense, he was out partying, he was doing this, that, and other. You know, I'm not saying Antonio Brown wasn't, but you don't have pictures and videos of him out clubbing and doing, you know, uh, breaking social distance rules and stuff. I, I just, I really, I just feel like the NFL is tap dancing. Like we, I feel like Aaron Rodgers should have been suspended. If you, if you're, if you're the NFL and you're the shield and you're taking, um this as serious as you say you are, then Aaron Rodgers should at least got a game and whoever else was um, associated with him pulling off that lie, which probably was the Packers. You know, you know the Packers aren't in the dark in that. They, you know, I, I feel like the Packers knew. They should have been fined and, you know, like you have to set, set, a, set a, you know, set the tone. And I, I feel like, you know, the Packers and Aaron Rodgers got off the hook, but now here comes Antonio Brown, you know. You know, the, Antonio Brown has been what he is. And, you know, a quote-unquote menace, a locker room cancer, you know, whatever you want to think he is. Um, but at the same time, fair is fair. If one guy does something and doesn't receive any punishment, the other guy should fit the same bill. You know, I mean, because like I said, a lie is a lie. Uh, you know, and it's it's like I feel like the NFL is getting away with it because of the whole vaccination card thing with Antonio Brown. If it, you know, if that's if that's what's saving their grace right now, and then, you know, that's that's what they're standing on fine. But I, I just don't feel like it's it's a difference. It really isn't. It, whatever fate. Aaron Rodgers got, which was nothing, a fine. Antonio Brown should have got the same thing. You know, it would have been interesting to see if um, the roles were reversed. You know, we say that all the time. If the roles were reversed, what would have been the outcome for each player? You know, that that that's you know, it, it's it's just the inconsistencies that um, you know that that pop up time at the time and it's just like 
it's just sometimes it's you know you just look and it's just like blatantly obvious what the differences are. You know, and like I said, people can you know I know you said the whole vaccination card thing. You know, and like I said, the chef did you owe ten thousand dollars. You know, I, I would love to see the chef. I'm not gonna say why I want to see the chef, but I would love to see the chef. And I want to know how the chef needs to know this. Oh, don't knock a cup over, buddy. Brian Jr., a little bit too close to the coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're too close to the coffee. You're too close. Gotta watch out for that coffee. That's life. Yeah, he, he has to. That's my that's my brain fuel, man. That's the uh, that's giving the hamsters in my head a little juice. You know, both mm-hmm. of both of the hamsters in my head out of shape. <laughs> so, <laughs> they're like, okay, all right, a little coffee. We get going a little bit. Oh, God. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I just, I think I, before before the hell Antonio Brown thing came out, I said Aaron Rodgers should have got a game or two. But he didn't. And here we go with, you know, um, Antonio Brown getting three, ain't it? He got three games, right? Yeah, three games. Yeah, so I think that's a bit much. I really do. I think it's a bit much, but you know, I ain't making the rules in the NFL, so. Yeah, that, that's true. And you know, I, I, I said, you know, his thing. I don't like the simple fact that. Okay, yeah, he 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 got a fake vaccination card. Okay, but this chef made up these allegations and they ran with it. But when allegations come out any other time, they drag their feet. But it's like they ran with this. Oh, yeah, let's go see. In three to five days, business days at that, it was already, oh, yeah, this is fake. We're going to go ahead and we're going to put him on suspension. You know, I, I, I don't I don't like that. I don't like, I mean, any other time the, the, the NFL, they move like sloths. But you got something like this, and you run to it. You track down all the information. I mean, look how long it took them to do the Washington investigation. We're going on year three now, to be honest. But this right here, you can track it down in, in, in no time to find out if, if it's valid or not. But... Who is this chef that he has the credibility that you would listen to him? And I, I, the whole time I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, this dude want money. He's old money, so he's going to say whatever. It turns out he was old money. And he said something that turned out to be true. And I'm like, you, how the hell did he know? Like, be be, be honest. How, how did he know? So... Yeah, and that, that's that's the million dollar question. Is like, you're a chef. You're supposed to be cooking food. You know how the hell you know Antonio Brown's vaccination status? Now, you know we can only speculate. You know, and I, we try not to speculate too deep, too far, because it gets to a point where it's just irresponsible. And you know, we we're, we're playing a guessing game, and we don't know heads from tails because we we weren't there so if maybe i can only guess that maybe that the chef overheard something or 
you know, maybe he was a part of, you know, Antonio Brown's circle, you know, small circle in the house or something where he chit-chatted with him. I, I don't know. You know, I, I just it, – it's just – it's funny to me that a chef would know your vaccination status. And like I said, you said you made a, you made a good point. It's like any other time you can't get the NFL to do anything fast. And now, like I said, this is because it's Antonio Brown. If this was Christian McCaffrey. If this was J.J. Watt, T.J. Watt, Ben Roethlisberger, if this was any of those guys, this investigation would still be going on. <laughs> so, and I'm not, you know, I said something on our show last week, we was going to stop saying, you know, we're not going to poke that bear. And I'm not trying to poke the bear. I'm just putting the obvious out there. It, it It's obvious. You know, it, it, you know, and it's you, you look and it's just like, okay, why didn't Aaron Rodgers get suspended? You know, both both really great players, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, once he retired and eligible, he's going to the Hall of Fame. Depending on how Antonio Brown finishes his career, I mean, he was on pace to be a Hall of Fame receiver. Um, he, you know, he still had, you know, a couple of, uh, you know, records and stuff he achieved, you know, as he was coming up. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. It's just, uh, it's interesting. It's head scratching. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. I'm just, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling how they, uh, how they did this, but, uh, man. Ah, well, let's move on to uh, week thirteen. I'm, I'm, I'm. We got a lot of good games. Let's just put it this way: we got a lot of good games. Uh, I'm trying to pull my my line up here. All right, Buffalo's on Monday night. Washington plays at four. Uh, Dallas didn't choke Thursday. Thank God they played Lady C's. Um, Saints. Uh, Tampa Bay versus Atlanta, and this is this is funny. Tom Brady versus Atlanta. I think Atlanta's gonna be up twenty eight to three at the half, and they're gonna wind up losing thirty five twenty eight or thirty eight twenty eight. But uh, Tampa Bay is a ten and a half point favorite in that game. Over under is fifty and a half. Uh, boss, what you got in that one? You know what, man? We've been running this show since two thousand seventeen. And since 2017, I thought it was just me, but the Atlanta Falcons have been the thorn in everybody's side when it comes to picking these games. You know, you think you got them figured out, and they come out, and Matt Ryan has a game where he's throwing 70%. You got 300 something, y'all. Oh, touchdowns. And you're like, okay, where'd that come from? And then you remember that. You're like, all right, well, Matt Ryan might be back. Then he come out, and he's 17 for 40. Yeah, he has a Taysom. Sorry, Lady C. He has a Taysom Hill game. Like we're okay. Uh, like you were just throwing for almost four hundred yards last week, but uh, very, very, very consistent, in, inconsistently consistent Atlanta Falcons. But uh, do I dare say? I mean, I'm going with the Buccaneers. I don't. I'm not taking the ten, but I'm gonna go with the Buccaneers. I think you know. 
four, week 13, Tom Brady. Um, is Gronk back yet? You know if Gronk is back yet? Uh, give me one second. Uh, Gronkowski injury. Because I know he wanted to come back. And he said he wanted to break uh, Tony Gonzalez's mm-hmm. record. Which he uh, has. A, boom, boom. He's, he, which he does. He, you know, he. If he's with 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 Tom, he definitely has a chance to do that. So. Of course, it's nothing. I can't find nothing. Right, well, don't. I mean, I'm I'm going to pick the Buccaneers whether Gronk is back or not. I just wanted to know if Gronk was going to be back yet. But um, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Buccaneers. I'm not gonna take the ten points, but you know, you know, we say all the time, divisional games are different beasts. Mm-hmm. You play these people twice a year, and then not only you play them twice a year, you get to you know know the coaches and stuff. Especially if there's a coach that's been there for two or three seasons, this means they've played four to six times. You know this coach's style. You know what they want to do. You know how they want to do it. You know, and then it's just a point of executing you know because you can know i say this all the time you can know what a team was coming you know you know the ball's going to kevin durant you know aaron Rodgers is throwing to Devontae adams you know jalen ramsey's checking your best receiver you know what i'm saying is now can you stop it you know we don't care that you know we're going here you know what we do you know our game plan but you can't stop it and that's you know you get to division games i think that's the 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 crust of it, you know what I mean? But I think Tampa Bay goes down there. Or, or where are they playing at? Are they playing in Atlanta or um They playing in Atlanta. Yeah, that's what I thought. You know, I think that uh they go down there and they hold it up, you know, hold up the end of the bargain and uh get that W down there. So going with Tampa Bay. But I don't I, I I'm not gonna take the ten. I'll take the Tampa Bay win. I think, you know, Atlanta will make it competitive, even if it's some some uh, doo-doo time, you know, yards and points. It, you know what? You said something about divisional games. And I, 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 the first thing I thought of when you said divisional game, remember on Madden when you played a division opponent? Oh. And it would have rivalry games. Oh. And you could, the team could be 2-5, and five, you could be 7-0. and zero. And that team will play you like they're 7-0, too. It'll be the toughest game of the season. You done steamrolled everybody that you done played. But when you play a division opponent, it's like it's ratcheted up a a notch. Nothing works. Nothing. dropping passes. The the offensive line, the defensive line from the other team getting penetration. It, it, look, it it, it definitely simulates it. Because, I mean, that's that's how it be sometimes, you know. And and you go back to the last NCAA game when you played the top tier teams, you felt like you were playing the top tier teams. It was like, oh mm-hmm. my god, I can't. You you can't do nothing. You can't move the ball. And it's a it's a really good barometer on how it is. You know, for real, like that's that's how it is. You know, you go to them and you know, like look, you know, for we're, talking about Madden is another another show completely and we might do that soon but um you know it when you have better talent you're better coach better execute that like look even if you have the same teams if, if any of you are familiar with um the madden championship series we're, we're basically you know these guys these guys are the professionals 
And they their teams are matched up pretty much the same. They pretty much have the same players. You have to buy these packs to get these players, but it comes down to skill, execution, you know, all of that, all everything I'm talking about. And that's what it comes down to with these division games. You you see these players all the time. You know what routes they like to run, but now it's just like the execution, the the the, the moving, the matching of the play calling and stuff. That's what it comes down to. And then sometimes you got you run across a division opponent where they just not good. Like like anybody that plays Jacksonville or Detroit, you can go out there and just basically call three plays and win the damn game. You know, it's, you know, but your your upper crust divisional teams, you know, you're going to have issues with, especially like I said, you see them twice a year, and you know they stop. That's true. Come out against Detroit and run the split via all night long. They're not stopping that. I, and it's not Dan Campbell's fault. Let, let me say that about Detroit. What's going on in Detroit is not Dan Campbell's fault. You th- Think about this. Detroit hasn't had a decent program since Jim Caldwell got fired for going 9-7. and seven. What if they won maybe seven games in the last five or six years since he's been gone? That's not Dan Campbell's fault. Dan Campbell has to undo everything Matt Patricia did. He has to, because if, if Matt Patricia was any type of a head coach, he's a great defensive coordinator. He was any type of a head coach. He could have built on the success that Jim Caldwell was doing. But instead, he just kind of was like, yeah, we're going to undo all of this. We're going to do it the Patriot way. You can't do the Patriot way everywhere. And you know, and, and that, I, I hate that man. It's just like, do your way. Exactly. Do your way. Like, don't get me wrong. The Patriot way works. We, we get to see it tomorrow night versus Buffalo. You know, which is a big game for me to watch. But you know, the Patriot way, for the most part, works. But you have to come in there. You don't. You don't have. You don't have. Go ask. Go ask mommy, Brian. I don't know. Go ask mommy. It's in the bed. Another appearance by Brian Jr. on the sideline jumpers. But you don't have the Patriot money. You don't have the Patriot owner, GM, scouts. You don't have any of that. Remember me, me and you talked about this a couple of shows ago? About the whole yeah. if you had if you had a choice between your first head coaching job in Detroit, this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. And you have to know you have to know what you're getting into. When you go to Detroit, it's a it's a different it's a, it's a different animal. On top of Detroit being someplace that people genuinely don't want to go to, if you if you give somebody a choice between playing with the L.A. Rams, even the, let's just say the L.A. Rams are bad this year, you know, let's say they're not, you know, you know, don't they don't have the stat loaded team. Let's say they three and whatever. Would you rather play in sunny L.A. And as soon as you walk out the stadium? You know, you can go to the Staples Center, see the Clippers or the Lakers play. You can hop a – you can drive or you can hop a jet, go to Vegas, see the Raiders play, or just go to Vegas, period. You can't do this stuff in Detroit. When you walk out of Detroit, if you don't have the right right clothes on, you're going to have frostbite. You know, there, there is, it's not the same, you know – you don't get that same vibe in Detroit as you get in L.A. and Miami. I'm not saying – Detroit's a bad place. Detroit got its issues just like any other city in America. 
But when you have a choice and these players, oh man, do I want to go to the Dolphins for 45 million or Detroit for 70? As soon as I walk up, I can go, you know, I get off, we, we finish playing a home game in Miami, I can hit the beach. You know what I'm saying? What really see the women? You can't you you walk out of Detroit, you're not seeing that. That's that's the big difference right here. That's why locally, the Washington Wizards haven't had luck with free agency. It's not a destination when people want to come. Been saying that on this show for years. Certain places have to have top top down structure. Scouts, GM, you had to build your squad through the draft and through pieces of free agency and trading. You have to build your own squad. It's not New York. This isn't L.A. It's not, you know, um, Miami. It's not Houston. It's not Texas. It's not Vegas. Vegas is going to be a hot place. I think the uh, – I forgot what baseball team wants to turn um, – is it Tropicana Hotel into um, – I think it's the Oakland A's. They want to turn Tropicana Hotel and Casino in Vegas into their stadium slash casino and stuff. Vegas is going to be a hot spot. You have to get a baseball team. You already got uh, teams. You already got the, the Aces in the WNBA. You already got your NFL squad. NBA is coming soon, ladies and gentlemen. You know why? Hmm. People want to be there. It's money. It's the, gamb- it's the gambling mecca. You know what I'm saying? It, it, people want to be there, and that's when you get the teams like you gotta fix it, buddy. The 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 thing that like like locally, the thing that helps Washington, even though they've been in the dumps as a franchise, and how things have ran and the scandal is they still have a history and a tradition back behind that. You know, just like if you look, no, you don't got to look no further than Landon Collins. He came here because of Chantel, because of his legacy, because of how he played. You know, you still have a tiny bit of that to go, you know, through. So, you know, when you talk about FedEx, it's not one of the, it's probably one of the lower tier of stadiums in the NFL. Me, me and the big guy have been there. The big guy bleeds burning in the gold, he could tell you. All this plays a factor. Ryan. All this plays a factor when you're talking about franchises. Yes, you get your first, you get your first head coaching job, but what what support do you have? Are they spending the money? Do they have the scouting? What GM is do you have? What experience does he have? What's his track record? You know what I'm saying? If you're in a, a place like Detroit, what is the stadium like? Is the stadium state-of-the-art? Are the players going to like coming here? Is the practice facility state-of-the-art? How are the trainers? This is, this is, it's, it's more than just taking your head first head coaching job. And like, 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 like KG said, you got to undo all the Matt Patricia nonsense. And you got to unlift the Jim Caldwell curse. You should never been fired. I'm going to stop. That's true. I'm going to mute my mic. But the thing is, you, you spoke nothing but truth there. You, you spoke nothing but truth. And I agree with what you said. Because think about it. And it, it it always comes back to Madden. And I say, you know, if you turn everything on the way it's supposed to be, injury, salary cap, uh, you can't override trades, things like that. Take Detroit. 
put it on all man and let me see in that first season if you make the playoffs. That's a, that it, that's a true challenge of a Madden player for me. But in real life, it's like they're playing on double all Madden sometimes. Detroit can't catch a break. They haven't had a successful team since 91. When they went to the playoffs, they beat Dallas. They come to Washington and they got thumped. You had one of the greatest running backs of all time and you never built around him. He walked away from the game because you never built around him. The best quarterback you've ever had in modern history. I mean, the best quarterback you ever had was Bobby Lane. But the best quarterback that Detroit ever had in modern history has to be Rodney Pete. I don't think Joey Harrington and, and uh, 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 Jared Goff and what's the what's the what's the boy that just got traded to L.A. I don't think they were great quarterbacks in Detroit. I don't because they you didn't produce any wins. Yeah, they didn't produce any wins. But I think if you talk about and I just, and I know that's your opinion. You know, if you I think it has part of Matt, Matt Stafford will probably be that you know because statistically, but you talking about. One of the best running backs up. They had one of the best. They had a Hall of Fame running back in Barry Sanders. Like, and we're not talking about barely getting in the Hall of Fame. We're talking about triple first ballot. Yeah. Knew he was a Hall of Fame before he retired. Yeah. And then, you know, questionable Hall of Fame in, in Calvin Johnson. But the talent, I'm talking about, you know, we I'm not trying to stare up no dust with that. I'm gonna leave that alone. But talent-wise, like you drafted two of the the greater players in NFL history, and have nothing to show. So what that tells me is there's a problem from the top. From the top down, there's a problem because, like you just said, how do you have these players and not build? Because any anybody that goes into Detroit now, anybody that goes into Jacksonville at the Urban Meyer League, because that's coming, trust me, that is coming. That man ain't gonna keep sitting there going one and fifteen. Doesn't look like uh, Trevor Lawrence is 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 def- he's definitely not progressing like Joe Burrow and mm-hmm. Justin Herbert. Let's 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 just say that. I'm not gonna call him a bust yet. Because it is Jacksonville, and that is a tall task. But you would think for Urban Meyer, and Urban Meyer ran ran a pro system in all his stops, right? So does Steve Spurrier. Yeah, I mean, he did. But you come here now, you get Trevor Lawrence, and it's just not looking good for him or Trevor Lawrence. And like I say, you know, all these juicy, sexy college football jobs popping up. I wouldn't be surprised if Urban Meyer jump ship and get out of there. Don't have the same control in the NFL as you do in college. So that's another it's another story for another show. I know. I know we're going all over the place right now, but we just talking. We just talking. Just sit back and relax. Listen to us ramble. Yeah, I mean, because you know. It is what it is. You know, I don't know. I forgot how much it did me to Urban Meyer. But uh, he could probably get that and more 
leaving because they're going to have to buy out the Jacksonville contract, which they'll gladly do. And there is no compensation of Pixels. It's not like you're going to another NFL team. But then somebody has to come and dig that hole out. You know, there's a couple teams where Washington. Washington. Look at Ron Rivera's doing. Sluggish. But it takes a while. And, you know, we, we've been hard on We've been hard on Washington. But it takes a while to dig out and change your culture. That's true. That's absolutely true. It takes a while to change the culture. I mean, especially when you got a toxic one. So, speaking of Detroit, Detroit seven point dog to division right. Another divisional game. Seven point dog to Minnesota today. Uh, over under is 46 and a half. I went with. Minnesota because I have no faith in Detroit, but if they get the win, I wouldn't be surprised. Here's another divisional game with a 10-point line. Indianapolis versus Houston. And Indianapolis is a 10-point favorite. These lines, man, these you can win some money if they if they cover. But uh Indianapolis 10-point favorite over at Houston. 44 and a half point. Uh, 44 and a half is the over-under. A game that I, I want everybody to pay attention to today. It's not probably going to be big on everybody's radar, but Arizona at Chicago. Kyler Murray versus Justin Fields. Is he playing? Because Kyler, look. I thought he's supposed to be back this week. He's killing me. I don't know if he's playing or not. He's missed the last two or three weeks, and it's killing my fans. I lost last week. And then I'm already in a deep, deep asshole against Lady C because she had two people that went probably 10 times the amount of points they were supposed to score. Already. So I'm already in a deep hole there. I don't know if Kyle's playing or not. I think I'm, I was looking at the schedule and I'm just seeing like some of these are going to be really good games. You know, Chicago, Chicago's on. And I, I don't want to say they're on the come But Justin Fields, you know, he looks good. Not, I don't want to say he looks good. You see, he's, he's exciting to watch. Right? Philadelphia, you know, Jalen Hurts looking good. I was, I was just looking at some of the matchups. And that, that, that Chicago matchup did catch my eye. Because uh, they're in Chicago, and the Bears aren't playing that bad. They, 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 that's another franchise where it just needs some time to kind of turn around. I think the the one on my radar today is the Chargers in Cincinnati. That's what I want to see. Herbert against Joe Burrow. That's what I want to see. I want to see them. And you know what? I want to see the Chargers because, remember, they fired their coach after they kind of like fell off and they're falling off now. When you think they're going to fire their coach, KG? <laughs> if we're talking about Anthony Lynn, who showed up, showed out, understood the assignment and got fired, no, they're not going to fire that new coach. 
You, you, oh, and okay. we I'm had just, a. I'm just wondering. But we had a problem with Anthony Lynn being fired after what? Let me see. Anthony Lynn. Uh, Was it two seasons? Three seasons. Twelve and four, uh, which is the playoff. That was a playoff season, five and eleven, and then seven and nine. And remember, he didn't have Philip Rivers in twenty twenty. What did Philip Philip Rivers? He last season he had Philip Rivers was twenty nineteen, and I think he was hurt he, most of that year. And he only got one season. Did he only get one season with Justin Herbert? Did he? Did he have a season yeah. with Justin Herbert? Yeah, he had a season with a rookie quarterback, with Justin Herbert, and got fired. And now. They were hot and they're doing the same thing. Just, just sit back and watch it. Get you, get you a nice cigar. I got a chart of cigars. Tell you, you know what? How long the smoke is? Forty-five minutes. I'll get you a good hour joint. Get put something comfortable on, and just watch. Mm-hmm. That's all you got to do. That's it. Because here's my thing: Anthony Lynn went seven and nine with a rookie quarterback. Now. I go seven and nine with a rookie quarterback. Or oh, let, let me rephrase that. You go seven and nine, BJ, with a rookie quarterback. I'm the GM. What pieces do we need to put around this kid next season to make him more successful? Because he is the truth. And Justin Herbert is a freaking beast. I love the way him, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts. I love the way and Mac Jones. I love the way those young guys play. I, I, I'm gonna be excited to watch them for the rest of their careers. Yep. But here's my thing. If I'm the GM, I'm asking you, BJ, what do we need to put around him? Tell, give me your shopping list so I can start working on it before free agency starts. You, you, because, running game, okay. I mean, because you are because you are talking to a coach in his first year that went 12 and 4, right? So I mean, obviously. No, that was the second year. He went nine and year, seven, okay. 12 and 4. So you, you're talking to a coach that looks like he knows how to win, might have a little thing. But when you draft a rookie quarterback. Why are the expectations still to be 12 and 4 to rookie quarterback? That's what I don't know. Because just like I've been saying about Taylor Heineken, rookie quarterback needs some time to get going. Rookie quarterback needs time to learn and get his speed and everything together. Rookie quarterback, rookie quarterback. So why all of a sudden? You get a rookie quarterback and you're expected to be Super Bowl contenders. <laughs> because only to, only to get fired to bring somebody else in that's about to do the same damn thing or have a worse record. But didn't that happen to Tony Dungy? Tony Dungy had the Bucks on the cusp. Gruden comes in one year, installs the offense. That's the only thing that the Bucks were missing was an offense. They almost beat the greatest show on turf in the NFC Championship game. Remember, that game was like five to nothing. It was a defensive battle for the longest until Ricky Pro caught that touchdown. And in actuality, this is how I feel about it. They almost lost to Washington. Uh, uh, no, I'm sorry. The Bucks almost lost to Washington. So that should have been Washington playing L.A. that year. Oh, I'm sorry, St. Louis. Because Washington, if that St. Louis would have struggled against Washington, Washington would have went to the Super Bowl that year. Because Washington could put up, they were averaging like 29 points a game, something like that. And if they struggled like that, Washington would have blew them out the water and walked to the Super Bowl. Just my thought. But 
it seems to happen like that quite often when you have a a, a, a coach that's right on the cusp. You get a new piece, he's working with the new piece, and it's not, you know, it's eight and eight, black, seven and a nine. Black coach, a black coach is right on the cusp. A black, yeah, a black coach on the cusp. And then all of a sudden, boom, bang, kapayo, he's up out of there. You bring in the next hot thing, and he wins, and next thing you know, this dude's called the legend. And don't get me wrong, I, John Gruden as a coach, very, very smart. Very, very smart. But he rode off of that Super Bowl. He, he rode off that Super Bowl the way the 2008 Celtics ride off of that one championship. They, they, they call him the greatest thing since sliced bread. He's the greatest thing since the egg white omelet off of one Super Bowl that he honestly did not earn. The 2008 Celtics ride off of that championship like they're the greatest team that ever played when, dog, you're not even top 10. And I love those guys. I, 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 lo I love Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, KG, Bro, you would Rondo. Think, I love them. You would, think that, you would think the 2008 Celtics had won their fifth straight championship. The way, <laughs> the way, the way they, they talk about Paul talk. Pierce and – and Garnett talk about that championship. Yeah, you beat the Lakers, but goodness gracious, man. But here's oh. the thing. You came back two years later, and the Lakers smashed you. You know, game six, you was like, yeah, we ain't coming back to L.A. Remember that, Paul Pierce? We ain't coming back to L.A. Yeah, because they beat you at home. <laughs> this is what this is what I mean. But we this trend has to stop. It has to stop. But uh, we we running short on time. Let's run through these last couple of games. Uh, and speaking of um, the Chargers, the Chargers are facing the the uh Bengals today. Three point dogs, forty nine and a half over under. Burrow versus Herbert. Uh, you took the Chargers in that one, or you took Cincinnati? I think I was on the fence. I think I just closed my eyes and pressed something. Nah, I think I'm I'm trying to go back to our. Uh, I took Cincinnati because okay. the Chargers have been struggling. Yes, they have. And I think I think Cincinnati's the more, you know, consistent team right now. Uh, and that's that's why I said the Chargers going to struggle out. Are we going to see the same results head with the head coach? We'll see. So yes, I took the, uh, I took I took Cincinnati. Okay. And the four, I think I took the Chargers, but I, I may have took Cincinnati. I don't know, but I, I just I kind of just pressed the button. It was like, all right, I'm just not even going to look at this. Uh, four o'clock frame. My Washington football team travels out to Las Vegas. Two point dogs to the Raiders. Forty eight over under. I picked the Raiders in this one for obvious reasons. Uh, BJ, <laughs> you gonna look? The big guy's gonna pick everybody but Washington here on out, and he's gonna keep picking Dallas down the stretch. You just watch what I say. Uh, okay? Yes, I am. And okay. matter of fact, next week Washington plays Dallas because starting on Tuesday it's Dallas week. So you and, know, and that's going to be if if I pick Washington, I pick Washington, and I pick the two points. Um, I just think they they their confidence level right now and how they're playing as a unit. You know, you got guys out there. You don't have Chase Young or Montez Sweat. Addition by subtraction. You're playing really good ball. Landon Collins is flourishing. You know, so now 
Yeah, the Vegas Vegas can score. They got Deshaun Jackson now. Vegas can put some points up. So can Jack Del Rio dig in his bag again? We saw Ron Rivera hyped up like like we've never seen Ron Rivera hyped up. Did you hear that? Hey, what what we what we heard? Okay, I I was wondering if the music came on because I hit my uh, earbud on accident. Of course, music started playing. But um, I, I got Washington in this one. And if Washington wins this, that Dallas game is going to be huge. Mm. It, it, I think it's already going to be huge, even if Washington can't, because Dallas been Dallas got the Saints, but Dallas been struggling too. Dallas, the, the Cowboys have have been struggling, and like you know, it's week thirteen. It's only a certain amount of time, and how many times you can say, "Hey, you got got some football left." To kind of you know iron some things out, but we, we get into the end, baby. Got to have some things figured out, and you got to have some consistency. And a lot of these teams are struggling, struggling. The teams you 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 pick, you know, the Green Bay's, the Tampa Bay's, the Buffaloes, the Cardinals, and then they had this these bad games. So, ver, I'm gonna be sitting. There, uh, actually, I'm not gonna be sitting watching. I'll be driving watching the Washington Vegas game, but I got. All right, you got Washington. Of course, I picked Vegas. Uh, and Washington is without uh, Wes Schweitzer. Uh, Landon Collins is out, and J.D. McKissick is out. So J.D. McKissick is a bona fide beast. I have him in fantasy. I love starting him every week. And this week, I don't have my, I don't have my guy. I don't have my guy. So I got to go with Ty Johnson this week and uh, Justin Jacobs. I'm sorry, Josh Jacobs. I got to go with them guys this week. So, but no McKissick, no Collins, no uh, Schweitzer. So Eric Flowers is the man to be watching on that line today. And we got to see how that defense plays. This defense plays even better without Landon Collins. Uh Uh-oh. That's all I'm going to say. Uh-oh. But we're going to keep an eye on that. So, look, we've been dogging Landon Collins. And I and he's missing it that he he's been beeping. Remember, if you go back and listen to the shows, I kept saying because he was playing bad. I kept saying that coaching has a lot, of the, the, like seventy percent of the blame, maybe eighty percent because he be, he was being played out of position. We said that on this show. Mm-hmm. We got to give ourselves a pat on the back sometime. Now, now you get a strong Cam Curl has been playing amazing. But now you're going who, – who, who's uh, the backup for Landon Collins? Cam Curl. Okay. So Cam Curl comes in, and now you don't have to play that hybrid in the box safety. You could actually play Cam Curl normally, which is up top. You may, Maybe you could bring him in the box. However you want to do it, you have a little bit more flexibility with Cam Curl than you do with Landon Collins because, you know, Landon Collins is limited – and his coverage skills. And that, and that is what it is. They knew that when he signed them. If they didn't, that's their fault. But I don't think you're going to see a drop-off. And I hate to say that. Because you haven't seen a drop-off with Chase Young leaving and Montez Sweat gone. Because you still got dogs up front. You still got dogs up front. Now it's time for Allen, Ioannidis, um, Payne. It's time for these boys to be like, all right, we don't 
Not, not that you don't need them, but it, hey, we got this. Because it's still two first-round draft picks on the line. They're not going to say for this week. They're going to say, well, Washington still has two first-round draft picks on their defensive line. Yeah, I'm tired of hearing that shit. <laughs> I'm tired of hearing that, but okay. So not, nah, so not. Nah, I, I think that yeah, it, it poses a challenge, but I think Cam Curl can step in and, and do. Okay, dope. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think Cam Curl, the Shades of Everett, can fill in very well. I think if you take the Shades of Everett and put him at that hybrid safety, and you know, you kind of because he can defend over the top, but. The Shades Everett's a great tackler. That's why he's captain of special teams. That's why he's been on this team and he makes this team every year. Like when we do roster projections, the Shades of Everett is always one of my guys. And I'm like, yeah, I, he's already on. He's on this team. Not because I, I, he's a fan favorite, but he's, he's like, he's my version of uh, Reed Dowdy. He does a lot of dirty work that nobody looks at. That's why I love Reed Dowdy so much. He did a lot of dirty work on special teams that nobody looked at. Nobody sees it. There you go. I'm about to... Oh, I don't, I don't know what's going on there. Nobody looked at special. Nobody looks at special teams like a part of football. It's like they look at special teams like it's just a, a necessary evil. Nah, it's a part of football. A lot of players make their career on special teams, and I'm not even going to get into that argument because I could start it right there. I could start my engine and be like, let's go, but I'm not going to do it. A lot of guys do a lot of dirty work on the special teams to get overlooked, and you know, but they can also play too, and I think that's the shades of Everett. Now, last but not least, in the 425 frame divisional game, and it's one of the best divisional games that is going right now. It's a rivalry that I love. And that's Jim and Junie's Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens, the four and a half point favorites, 44 and a half is the over under. I took Baltimore in this one because the word came out early this week that uh, Big Ben, this may be his last season as quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, he didn't say he was going to retire. Just ain't going to play for the Steelers no more. You see what I'm saying? So don't look at it as the retirement. You got to watch the wording. But you know what I'm afraid of? I'm afraid that if he doesn't retire, he's going to wind up in somewhere like uh, Detroit. Or he's going to wind up somewhere like, uh, uh, let me see, who else got a quarterback issue? He's going to wind up somewhere in the, with a bottom dweller. You know? I mean, if 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 you can get help, if, if Big Ben could come back 100% healthy, and go somewhere where you need a quarterback. You got a line. You got you know you got some pieces. You know, Big Ben still he yeah yeah he, he's not what he was. But kind of like when Kyle Orton came in for Buffalo and almost took them to the playoffs. If he could get a team that's on the cusp, you okay? Okay. And Brian just did a nose dive on the floor, face first. But uh, if you can get him in somewhere where, you know, they on the cusp, they have an offensive line, you know, they have have some weapons ready to go, you know, I, I see, you know, he, he, 
just, you know, the, the possibilities. He, he might have a season left in him, you know, maybe. Yeah, he, he's so banged up that you can't really tell. And, it, you know, I hate to see him go out like that, you know, injured and stuff. And, you know, I pretty much, you know, you you got to know, you know, your time in Pittsburgh is, you know, I think he knows it's, it's, it's definitely coming to an end. But I don't know what, what is Pittsburgh going to do. Um. They haven't prepared, you know, Mason Rudolph, damn sure ain't the answer. And Dwayne Haskins don't want to be the answer. But to get back to the game, I, I took the Ravens, of course. I don't think the that Pittsburgh, I mean, it's, it's, it's another one of them rivalry games. It's another, you know, divisional matchup where, uh, you know, where Pittsburgh has owned that over the years, but the Ravens have slowly, you know, taken that back over. But they go into Pittsburgh. Yeah, I see the Ravens taking it, and I'm going to take the four points with the Ravens. Yeah, I agree with you. Four points for the Ravens. Uh, here's my thing. And this is just – um, this is just – oh, my God. I hate saying this. I hate saying this. But this gives me Joe Namath, Johnny Unitas vibes. And if you're not old enough to know what I'm talking about, Joe Namath, well, let's start with Johnny United. Johnny United has revolutionized the passing game. Baltimore Colt through and through. You know, he, he also had a brief stint with the Pittsburgh Steelers before, but he was a Baltimore Colt through and through. He will always be known as that. They wound up trading him to uh, the Chargers. And it looks so odd seeing Johnny Unitas in a in a charge uniform because it's Johnny U. And then all of a sudden he can't bring them back and things like that. He can't do the things that he can do. And it's like, okay, and that was his last season. Same thing for Joe Name. Joe Namath came into the league with bad knees. You know, he 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 one of the most prolific passers in the history of the game. And uh, here's my thing. Johnny, I mean, uh, Joe Namath wound up playing with the Rams and couldn't recapture that match. It's like you see these great quarterbacks, and Big Ben is a great quarterback, first battle Hall of Famer. I don't want to see him on his last legs with a bottom dweller. Like, I didn't want to see Phillip Rivers. I didn't want to see him playing in Indianapolis. You want to see these guys go out on top. Like, I didn't, I never wanted to see Warren Moon with Seattle, with Kansas City, with Minnesota. I didn't want to see him bounce around like that and be somebody's backup or a backup to the backup. And he was just – it just – oh, my God. It, it, it kind of not tarnishes the legacy, but it's like you don't want to see your guys – Go out like that. If you, if if that makes sense, I just I I don't I don't want to see it like that. But that's just my opinion on Big Ben. And if he gonna hang it up, just hang it up. Don't do no comebacks, man. Just 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 hang it up because your body's giving up on you. It, it's like you know you can't take it. And I don't want to see him take that one hit that winds up, you know, severe concussion or something like that in the end of his career. I want to see him go out on his feet. 
his last game, I want to see him, you know, and this the standard, <laughs> and it's crazy. Kobe set the standard for last games. Your final game has to be epic. He scored 60 in his final game. Dwayne Wade scored, what, uh, a triple-double. He had 34, 13, and 10. You know, that's got to be your last game. I want to see Big Ben's last game, 34, 37, 425 yards and five touchdowns. I don't care if they win or lose, but he went out there and he did what the hell he had to do. You know, that's the type of thing. I want to see everybody. I want to see everybody from Jerome Bettis to Heinz Wood on the sidelines waving those terrible towels. That's how I want to see Big Ben go out. And if it could be, hell, if it could be in the Super Bowl, that's the great thing. But I don't want to see him go to another team and kind of limp around and be a former shell of himself. But that's just, that's my opinion. So, well, BJ, you got anything to throw in there? Not really, yeah. man. Everybody, everybody go out, have a nice, enjoy your week 13. Enjoy your week 13 and, you know, get your fantasy lineup set. And uh, we'll be back next time. Uh, we make a small announcement in the t- uh, 24-7 group. I think we're going to do a, another 2K draft. We're going to add some people this time. So kind of levels out the playing field and everybody doesn't have these super stacked teams. So that's what we're looking at. We'll, like I said, we'll do some announcements on uh, Instagram and our Facebook groups and stuff. And uh, we'll go from there. And kind of looking to do that sometime soon. So that's all. I- yes, sir. All right. So as always, check us out on social media. Uh, Sideline Junkies 24-7 group on Facebook. Uh, Sideline Junkies, all one word, on Instagram and Twitter. And stay tuned tomorrow because we got to do a DC Sports Rundown. We got RG3 stuff to talk about. We got Wizards stuff to talk about. Of course, we got to talk about the Washington football team. So we may be on the road knocking that out, but we got to knock that out tomorrow, most definitely. Um, then we also got to talk about some, uh, some other things pertaining to sports and NBA and college basketball and what that's got to be covered in the DC sports rundown, because we got to talk about Mark Turgeon stepping down in Maryland, you know, at Maryland, I'm still baffled by that. My heart is hurt. You know, uh, Brian Kelly officially with LSU. Marcus Freeman, a new coach of uh, Notre Dame. We got a lot to talk about this week. A lot of things, a lot of opinions to get out there. So make sure you join us and turn those notifications on so you don't miss anything. But until next time, we are the Sideline Junkies. We don't do no overtime. We are out of here.